You're listening to the Getting Mindful with Megan podcast. Hi, welcome to the Getting Mindful with Megan podcast. Today we are on part of our 10-part series on the yamas and niyamas, yoga principles that yogis live by. I love talking about these. I've been learning so much as I've dived deeper in studying them to prepare for these podcasts. So I hope you're enjoying it as much as I am. Today we are talking about one of the yamas. Yamas are social ethics that yogis live by. So this is how yogis you know, work in the world around them. This is the philosophy of what's going to bring peace as we navigate and work through relationships and social institutions and boundaries and barriers of the social world that we live in. This yama is asteya. Asteya is Sanskrit and it translates from Sanskrit to English to mean non-stealing. So the Lord in the scriptures says that he looks on the heart. So I want to look at the heart of stealing. When somebody steals, why are they doing it? What is going on in their feelings and in their thoughts that is creating this action of wanting to steal? And I believe that the heart of Asteya is always scarcity. When someone is stealing, it's because they're coming in their lives, at their lives from a place of lack and scarcity. This is because a lot of us, and you might resonate with this as I often resonate with this, is because we look at our happiness and our worthiness as something that is contingent on what we have or what we do. We want to be really careful about this. Our happiness and our worthiness is never on our circumstances. It's on our perception and what we choose to see and what we choose to believe. Looking outside ourselves for satisfaction is never going to appease us and it was going to create a scarcity state of mind. Not knowing how to practice true contentment and true gratitude is, again, going to keep us in scarcity, which will eventually lead to us stealing. And I think you guys are going to be surprised as we talk about this at how many of us are stealing every single day and don't even realize it. We think of stealing as like thieves in the night, like coming to stores and taking objects. But stealing is so much more encompassing than that. We steal all the time, especially in our society and our culture where it's become normal. We haven't even noticed it as a problem. But I'm hoping that this podcast episode is going to bring awareness and consciousness to how we steal, how we are often in a state of scarcity and we don't even know it. And as we are in a state of scarcity, in turn, it creates more scarcity. It creates more not having and it'll never be enough until we choose for it to be enough. Hear that. It will never be enough till it's enough. You get to decide when it's enough. You get to decide when you're going to move into gratitude versus when you're going to move into discontentment and dissatisfaction. So is it possible, do you guys think, is it possible to desire more and be completely at peace with what you have simultaneously? I think it totally is possible. I think there's this really sweet spot that honestly is sometimes hard to find where we feel complete gratitude and contentment with everything that we have and exactly where we're at. But in our hearts, we have a desire to create more. And it's not because we think that more is going to make us feel better. It's because that more is fun. The process to get there is fun. Growing and becoming is wired in us. And we are meant to desire more. Desires are determine our destiny, you know? Like they're part of who we are. We have desires for a reason. It's because we're meant to be creators. And when we learn that whatever we are trying to create, whatever goal we're trying to accomplish isn't going to make us feel any better, it's just the process of getting there that's enjoyable, that's when like magic can happen in our life. 
So let's look at how scarcity shows up and how we steal from ourselves. And then we'll get back to that. How do we create from a place of abundance? First of all, we steal from ourselves. We do this all the time. When we're in a scarcity state of mind, this is what it looks like. It looks like self-sabotage. Things are going so good. Just imagine things are going so good in your life and you even for a moment are like, wow, things are good and you feel grateful. And then one of those really intrusive thoughts makes its way into your brain, something along the lines of, you don't deserve this. And then your mind starts to spiral. Or things are going really good and you're feeling grateful and then you have the thought pop in your brain of, it's too good to be true. I wonder what bad thing's going to happen next. Or your brain looks to the past and it's like, every time something good's going on, something bad comes. So you better brace yourself, right? And we sabotage. Then we stop feeling the good feeling emotions of that moment. And we start putting our energy. And I believe our energy is always creating around us. Energy is, is how everything is made. So our energy goes towards creating negative things and bad things. And then something bad happens. And then our brain sees it as evidence for the thought that it believed. And then you become in this scarcity spiral of something bad's always going to happen. This is something we do as humans, so we have to be onto our brain. We have to be aware and conscious that those intrusive thoughts are not aligned with abundance, and scarcity is never going to get you where you want to go. So when you're enjoying something good, you should instead tell your brain when it says, like, great, something bad's going to happen. You can say, this is like a bridge thought. Maybe, but I'm going to enjoy right now. I'm just so grateful for how I feel. Or when your brain's like, brace yourself. You don't deserve this. You can say, obviously you do because I'm experiencing it right now. If I didn't deserve it, I wouldn't have it. And you can open your palms up and you can be so grateful for grace, for the ability to have, right? So another way that we steal from ourselves is by being realistic. Now, listen, I'm all about not being delusional. I don't want you to like be delusional, but sometimes I think we like to cling to a reality that we don't want. And I want you to be aware of that. Imagine it like this. It's we're holding a cactus and the cactus is real. But all we have to do is let go of that cactus to stop the hurt. We don't have to look at the cactus or hold the cactus the same way in order to stop the hurting from happening. I'm going to give you another example of this. There's a girl named Megan. (laughs) Okay, story time. There's a girl named Megan. And when she was younger, she, a lot of kids at school thought she was really annoying because she talked all the time. She loved to talk. She was outgoing. She would say whatever she was thinking. This was Megan. She was annoying. Now, I'm going to tell you that same story, but in a different way. When Megan was younger, she was all the teacher's favorite because she loved to answer the questions. She was involved in class She made people feel welcome because she was always talking to people and talking to them and giving them advice and being with them. The teachers loved being around her. She had a lot of friends. She was outgoing and she was the student body president. Same exact situation, right? Megan talks a lot, but we can see it in two ways. Were some kids at school annoyed with me? Yes. Honestly, some teachers were too. But were a lot of teachers really grateful for me in their class? Yes, because I talked. Two of the same circumstances, two completely different ways to view them, both reality. You get to choose the reality you see. And when you choose to look at the negative and focus on the negative and almost hold the negative in your hands, it's like that cactus. It's going to cause you pain and suffering and you're stealing from yourself. 
You're stealing from seeing the good and experiencing the good that this life has to offer. Another thing that we do and how we practice asteya is we steal from others. I love this quote by Yogi Bhajan. He said, be a forklift, always be lifting others up. Let's think about how scarcity keeps us from lifting others up. First of all, I think it keeps us by we don't give what we have. I want to tell a little story. I took a little social media podcast hiatus, and it was actually so good for me. I think it was meant to be. But there was something when I was doing that that felt out of alignment to me. I've had really bad anxiety in my life. There's been moments where I just get so anxious, and I've struggled a lot with not being able to focus, with forgetting things. I've struggled to ever reach my goals because I hated being uncomfortable. And over the past like seven years, I've just done so much learning. I've read so many books. I've experienced so much in opening two businesses. I've experienced so much learning and I've healed a lot of things in my life. Like I don't really get anxiety very often anymore. I know how to help people who have anxiety. That's something I have learned how to help people with. I know how to help people who feel like they can't reach their goals or who feel burnt out in their businesses or who are struggling with their kids. I have learned the tools to help people with that. And it felt out of alignment during those six months, eight months, whatever it was, to keep that to myself. It felt almost like I was stealing this gift that I have and not using it to help others. And I have a desire to share what I have. I have a desire to give all that I have. I want people to experience what I've experienced and the goodness of being able to heal yourself and the goodness of being able to learn how to manage your mind. And so for me, not giving what I have was an act of stealing. It's not just mine. This knowledge isn't just for me. It's meant to be shared. And it's because I've gotten it from God in my opinion and what I believe. And so it's God's information and I'm meant to be a messenger of that news and that goodness. So we all have different things that we can share. And I think this is where in the Bible, Jesus said not to hide your talents under a bushel, but to be a light to the world. Nothing ours. So we're supposed to give our time. We're supposed to go and give generously our money our abilities, our talents. This brings peace. It really does. It brings peace to you and it brings peace to those who you're helping with. Now in social media and in business, I want to, I want to talk about this for a second and not even just in social media business, but like in, like when you're doing something good and you're not willing to share what's working for you, I want you to just be aware that that's from a place of lack. That's from a place of scarcity. If I give this to somebody else, then it it makes me lower than them. Or they'll take it and make it better, and then that makes me below them. That is not true, and that is where that scarcity mindset will get you. I love the idea of, like, I just want to share everything I know. I just want to give away the farm. I want to give away all the information I can, and I want everybody to have what I have. And I hope that you guys can like take that mentality and then go show up and give what you have to the world and not hold back your gifts. I think about it even with people. Sometimes we, we want to be homebodies. We don't want to be around other people. We just like want to be home. And I think that's fine some of the time. But I argue that that mentality is going to keep you from being abundant. If there's plenty of you and there's plenty of time and there's plenty of energy, then you will want to be around people. You will want to give to others. Another way we steal from others is by being late. 
I'm just going to go through a couple things. And I know this is going to be triggering to some people, and I totally understand, but I think we need to hear it and we need to talk about it. We steal people's time when we're not honest about if we can make it to an event or not. I used to do this so bad. Like I didn't want to commit, so I wouldn't say yes or no, or I would say yes. And then I, five minutes before, I'd be like, I couldn't make it. And that's stealing from somebody. We steal people's time when we commit, but we don't show up. We steal people's time when we are late. We steal people's time when we say we're going to do something, then we don't. If you work a job and your boss says, will you do this? And then you say yes, but then you don't do it. You are wasting their time. And waste is stealing. (laughs) It is stealing from somebody. We steal people's time when we don't listen while they're explaining something to us. We steal people's time when we sit on our phone during our class and the teacher's trying to teach to us. We're stealing time. Be aware that is a valuable resource. That's not something you want to steal from others. We steal others' reputation through gossiping. This is a huge one. When we tell stories about people, especially ones that have no grounding basis or no factual information, we are stealing their reputation. There's no place for stealing. There's no place for gossiping. You're stealing from somebody. When you are gossiping, it always comes from scarcity mindset. It always comes from lack. And I know, I know, sometimes you're going to think like, it's not lack, it's just that I'm right. (laughs) Look deeper. It always comes from lack. If you were enough as you are, if everything about you was good, like if you were just good with yourself, you would feel no need to talk about what's bad about others. You just wouldn't. There is no need unless, like, the only time I can even see is if you are finding a solution. If you are harping on other people's problems, you are stealing their reputation, and it is messed up. So I'm just like a you know, big advocate about not gossiping, not just for others, but for you. Notice, if you gossip about others, if you put that type of judgment out about others, you're going to do the same things to yourself. It's 360. It's terrible. You'll end up stealing from yourself as well. So be aware. Don't take from people's reputation. We steal from others by only seeing their past. One of my favorite all-time quotes, it's from a book called A Course in Miracles, which is like a deeply spiritual book that's like hard to even get into. But I saw this when I was reading it and I loved it so much. They said that true charity is being able to see people not in their current state in time and their accomplishments in time, but in seeing people for who they can become and who they will become. When we only look at people's past, we steal from their future. Now, I got to be really clear here because I'm talking a lot about stealing from other people. People always have a choice. And this is what's cool is somebody might be stealing from you, but you always have agency to choose to not be stolen from, which is really nice. But it makes it so much easier when people aren't stealing from you, right? When someone's not trying to take something, it's easier not to be stolen from. So we just have to be really careful about seeing people only in their past. We steal from others when we're not willing to forgive. I'm just going to leave this here really simply. Let go or be dragged. My favorite quote, you're the one who will be in pain when you don't choose to forgive. But we steal from people when we don't choose to forgive. It makes it so much harder for them to forgive themselves when we aren't willing to forgive them. Let's do that work. We steal from others when we're mean. When we're deceitful, when we lie, like this is stealing from others. When you're mean to someone, it's like you're trying to take their happiness. 
You're trying to take their goodness. Now, they always have power to not let you have it, but let's be good humans on this earth and not steal other people's happiness, not try to take other people's happiness by being mean. It's crazy that we even do that, but we do it. We all do it. Okay, another way that we steal unconsciously a lot of times is we steal from the earth. You are a spirit here on earth having a very human experience. So you are a spirit having an earth experience. This earth is not yours. This earth is not any of ours. Nothing is ours. Nothing is permanently ours that is on this earth. It's so embedded deeply in our culture of ownership. But think about it. Like when you die, it's no longer yours. Nothing is going to be yours that is on this earth forever. I think that this is something that my generation has not really learned, but there are millions of people who will come after you. So it's our job and our duty to watch over and protect this earth, to love and nourish this earth, to experience and be with the earth. So what does taking and stealing from the earth look like? Well, number one, I think it's excess. When we take more than we need from the earth, we're stealing. I know I sound like a full hippie, and it's because in this regard, I am one. (laughs) Like, it's so crazy how much excess we use and then how much we waste. So the second way we take is we waste. Again, just not being conscientious about how we are living and what we are leaving for our next generation. We have to be aware. We have to be intentional. We should come to this earth and leave it better than we found it. Nourish it. Nurture it. Feed it. Take the land and make it better, not worse. I just think, oh, I just it's sad to me how much we've taken from the earth. And she's probably just so sad in there, like, give me back what I need, you know? Okay, so what if we took nothing without giving back? I just love this thought. What if we take nothing without giving back? Someone gives us a compliment, we give one back. We take food from the earth, we plant more. I just, oh, I love this idea. The antidote from taking from the earth is contentment or enoughness. We take so much because we think it's going to make us feel better, but it's a dirty trick. It's such a dirty trick. Go outside in the wilderness and just sit there and experience that type of peace and joy. Nothing beats it. Every time I ask my clients, I've done this multiple times, I've conducted an experiment where I've asked my clients, what makes you like so happy? Like what's your favorite thing in the world? And almost every single one of them tells me something in nature and it's something peaceful where they're just being. You can have that now. So don't get under this tricky trick (laughs) that tells you that you need all this stuff to make everything better. Just go be with the earth. That is, oh, that is abundance. We also steal from our futures and the future by living in the past. We look to the past to see what's possible in the future and that ends up making us steal from the future. We steal from the future by feeding doubt, by feeding fear, by feeding scarcity. So I want you guys to just consciously think, how can I feed abundance? How can I feed generosity? How can I see solutions instead of problems? How can I see possibility instead of limitation in this moment? How can I feel gratitude instead of dissatisfaction? Ditch the mind drama and do the work to feed abundance. You will stop stealing from the future and guess what? You will create so much more of what you want. Do you ever create anything meaningful from fear? No, you don't. Do you ever create anything meaningful from 
scarcity? No, you don't. So if you want to leave this earth better than you found it, we have to turn our energy towards abundance and possibility and create from that energy. And then we can leave meaningful impact back on this earth. We can create things that serve the greater good instead of take from the greater good. So where does all of this lead us? Are we supposed to just want nothing and give up everything and be complacent creatures here on earth? No, I don't think so at all. I think that abundance does the exact opposite. It grows a desire in us to create, but not for ourselves, but for everyone around us. It gives us this desire to put good out into the earth, not so that we can feel better because we already feel so great when we're abundant, but so that we can like really be living into our purpose and so that we can serve and give and be generous. And those emotions are going to feel so good. And also they're going to create all the things that you want. But in order to do all of that, create and have and be in the energy of having, we have to build our capacity and our competency to have. I think a major problem is that a lot of us don't have the competency to have. What does that mean? This is the idea of that whenever we wish for but won't work for, we're just kind of trying to steal from the energy of the universe, the energy of God. We're just trying to take. Just give me what I want. All blessings are predicated on laws. So if there's something you want, you're going to have to give. You're going to have to put out, right? So you can't have the title of a world-class swimmer without practicing swimming. We can't have the title of the most patient parent without ever patient parenting consistently. We can't have a million dollars without learning how to be a good steward over money. For instance, think of lottery winners. So many of them win that money and then they don't get to have it because they spend it all and then they're back to being broke. They have not built the competency to have a million dollars. They have not learned how to be good stewards over money. They have not learned how to use money to create more value in the world. And so they end up just running out of money very quickly. If you want something, we have to learn to be competent enough to have it. If you have something that you want, what law is predicated on that blessing? Start there. What discomfort are you going to have to feel in order to get to the goal? What sacrifices are you going to have to make? What tax are you willing to pay? What are you willing to give in order to have? How are you going to build your competency to have so that you are not stealing to get, but working and gaining for your own? I think of this in sense of business. Or money. Let's talk about money. Money is so easy because it's like such a tangible thing. If you want money, you have to build competency to create value in the world. And that's going to be uncomfortable. For me, the tax is like for my business is that I have to be willing to talk on the internet, which sometimes I just don't love to do because I have to be okay with being uncomfortable. Everything that we want is going to require us to build competency. And that's the tax for being able to have. We can't just wish and try to take without doing the work. That's not the way it works. If it was, then I would be able to play a concert piano piece right now. But I can't because I haven't done the work and practiced. So I can't. I don't get that freedom. This is the the law of freedom from versus freedom to. You get to choose what you want to work towards. You get to choose what to put your heart and soul towards. But know that it's going to take work and you can't just wish your way there. Okay, you guys, this is a stay at. I hope that you guys got something from this. Let's do our best as a community, as a mindful community, to be intentional about, one, 
where our feelings are. Are we in scarcity or are we in abundance? And two, to start becoming more conscious and notice how we're using excess, how we're wasting, how we're taking from others, how we're taking from ourselves, how we're stealing from our futures. And let's build up our competency to have by doing the work to be uncomfortable, by doing the work to learn, to grow, and to experience so that we can have all of those amazing things, so that we can create all of those amazing things, so that we can leave a better future for our kids, a better generation, the next one to come. Okay, thanks for being here. If you guys enjoyed this, please share it with your friends, you know, screenshot it, throw it on your Instagram, whatever you want. We are just so grateful you're here. If you want, go leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I just found out those exist. Thank you for everyone who's left reviews. I had lots of reviews and I was just like, I was like so grateful. So thank you so much. Thanks for being here. Till next time.